What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome. Not sure if you knew this, but we're in a war against an evil faction that just won't quit. But little do they know what's We will win this war because this is the Lord's fight. We are firm, we're steadfast, and we're uncompromising. As it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Welcome to His Hard Line. Let's get started. Good evening. I hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday. As you can tell, this is not my normal way that I greet folks. This is not the normal way that I start a show. We're going to be talking about how noise prevents hearing God. And we have a lot of it in this world. A lot of noise. Before we get started, and by the way, first off, it is April 8th, 2022. It's Friday. And before we get started, I do want to give a couple little show notes here. First off, we have uh, approached almost 2,200 downloads, and I've only been uh, up and running here with this platform for God and for Jesus Christ just about two months now. And I am super pumped about that. I have reached, um, when I looked at my analytics, been reaching countries like Australia, New Zealand, Russia, Canada, obviously I would say about darn near three quarters of the uh, continental United States, including Alaska, which is pretty exciting. So it's growing, and I'm very thankful for God. I give all the glory to Him and Jesus Christ, because at the end of the day, that wouldn't be possible without them, truly. And those numbers may seem like small potatoes to most people and compared to most podcasts, but here's the thing. I am not comparing myself or this platform to other podcasts because why I truly have the sincere intentions, motivations, and actions that are behind this uh, podcast. They are truly, this is truly a platform for God and for Jesus Christ. This is not for me. This is not even for me to make money. If it happens to be such great We'll make sure that I steward those resources properly. But as if a lot of you haven't noticed, I do not, um, you know, I do not ask for donations. I do not do any type of advertising, at least not yet. But because at the end of the day, as of right now, my goal, because listen, I have a good job. I, I make a lot of money. Ultimately, yeah, do I want to, I'll be very honest and transparent. Yes, do I want to be home more and do more of this for you all? 
on a full-time basis and be able to sustain uh, myself and my family. Um, absolutely. We're not wealthy. We're not rich or by any means. We live a comfortable life. We don't have any debt other than our house. And even that, when we got our house, we put down 20%. And we're very frugal with our money. We're not cheap, but we definitely don't spend like drunken sailors. We're very, we try to be very savvy with our spending and we also try to be, you know, live very modestly. And so even if this podcast never makes a dime, I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, I'm still going to press forward with this mission. And the mission is to expand God's kingdom while we occupy this land in this fallen world. So if you wouldn't mind, and I'm asking you, as this being your donation to me and for God, more importantly, for God and Jesus Christ, I don't want your dollars. What I ask is that you can share this podcast far and wide. You can click the link, the URL link for Podbean, or there's a, um, a share button where you can copy it. And you can paste it in a text thread or an email thread or on your social media or your Telegram or wherever. You can also find us on Telegram. I will make sure I post uh, our Telegram channel at the bottom there on the show notes. As a matter of fact, I just realized I didn't put that in the uh, 1% or less podcast, but I'll add that later if I remember. Also, if people don't have a Podbean, I do have a website. And that website is www.hishardline.com. Very easy. Hishardline.com. No hyphens, no spaces, nothing. Just hishardline.com. You can go to the podcast or the start listening button on the home screen there, and it'll take you to the media player. And the top podcast will be the most recent one, and then going all the way down the bottom will be the later ones. So if you can do me that favor, that donation to me, just share this with 10 people, 10 people, please. And let them know what we're doing over here, because what we're doing over here is changing hearts and guiding and helping people invite Christ into their hearts, because that's what we're going to need. Because if we're going to see any change in this world, we need to be the change. And we've, we've heard this before. If we want to see the world change for the better, we need to change ourselves for the better and be the change first, individually. And how do we do that? We invite Christ into our heart on a daily basis, not just on a one-time thing, but every day, and ask for Christ for not only to be in our hearts, but to guide us, to guide our hearts, to guide our minds and our words. Doesn't mean every day you're going to be perfect. Yes, there'll be days you fall. I fall. We all fall. But the important thing is we get back up and we keep inviting Christ in our heart. Because again, one thing that these demons and these Satanists do not like, listen, they're not afraid of us. They're afraid of Christ being in us. Because they know the power. So, that's enough of that. Before we get started, I'm going to play, um, it's roughly about, eh, it's under a minute. I just can't remember the exact amount of minutes, but I'm going to play and it's going to sound like a bunch of chaos, but stick with it because I'm making, a, I'm going to be making a point here. 
Here we go. Tell me that didn't just drive you nuts. Because if that didn't drive you nuts, then wow, you have a high tolerance <laughs> for chaos. I put that together in inspiration of so. My coworker, Matthew, who just started working where I'm at, where we're at. And when we were training, I was training him. Um, we talked a lot about some of the missions trips and stuff that he does with his church. And there was something that he was explaining to me, and I forgot exactly what it was, but he said it was so powerful because they watched this video. And the video started off kind of similar to that and it was their own production now it's not this production i made this one myself and the whole point of the video was we are surrounded by so much noise our phones our personal computers and ipads ipods tv Pandora, the radio, satellite radio, emails, if I didn't say that already. We're surrounded by conference calls at work. We're surrounded by the noises of just everyday life, right? The lawnmower that's going on next door when you're trying to get some work done or you're trying to maybe even read your Bible or, you know, uh, just you got the kids in the background just going nuts and crazy. The dogs barking. You may live in a city and you're hearing all that city street noise. And every kind of other noises that are out there. If you're a gamer, you're, you know, you're distracted with the noises. And it's not just noise by itself, but they're just also the distractions. 
distractions of life, distractions of, you know, the the media and and other podcasters out there that are trying to peddle fear so you keep coming back because here's the thing, fear um and forgive me here, I'm trying to remember. I I didn't I wasn't prepared for this part, but you know, fear is believe it or not an addictive thing for people because it gets your brain there's a certain chemical in your brain that gets released i can't remember what that brain is or that chemical is called forgive me but it's the same chemical that gets released if i'm not mistaken when you're like at a casino it's that thing that keeps you coming back for more it's like kind of like a drug people get so hung up on listening to all these truth their podcasts, and I was one of them. I listened to many of them, and you hear all this doom and gloom. Now, I'm not saying what they're. I'm not what I'm. I'm not saying that what they're claiming those that are out there, and I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to sit here and claim that they're not true. However, because of the very nature of what is being discussed and talked about, it gets people riled up, gets people stirred up internally. They're getting freaked out because of this story and that story and what could be happening. And I mean, we dealt with this for about two years now going on, you know, going, going into the third year now, since this whole pandemic quote unquote thing started back March of 2020. And we've been inundated by story after story and different truthers out there talking about how D.C. is shut down and every, I mean, you know, like, you know, the walls going up and we got all, we got the whole Russia, Ukraine thing going on. And then China's possibly going into Taiwan and Kim Jong-un is shooting ballistic missiles out in the ocean and the U.S. dollar is about to crash and this, and this is going to happen. And there's going to be a bad, you know, worse recession, you know, recession than we've ever seen before. I mean, these are the kind of things that we've been inundated with. All this noise, everybody's so hung up on fear because, again, when we're listening to all these truthers out there, and and, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying that what they're saying isn't true, but fear is like a drug because it releases that certain chemical in our brain, just much like slot machines at a casino or, or the same effect actually with social media. We get so hung up on fear and all this noise inundates our lives, the phones, the radio, the TV, everything. And sometimes, in fact, most times, we need to just silence it all. We need to silence it all. Why? Well... Let me ask you, do you feel like God has spoken to you lately? Truly, do you feel like God has spoken to you lately? Or is your life so full of noise that he just can't get through to you? There's an old saying that I heard that tells us that God is a gentleman and he doesn't push himself in where he's not invited. God's not going to compete with music and newscast and cell phone conversations, text, emails, gaming, or any other noise to get your attention. He's just not. Think about it for a moment. If you were at a friend's house and 
they ended up turning on the radio, the stereo, and, and put it on blast, meanwhile ignoring you when you maybe needed someone to talk to, right? You, you needed to communicate something to them. You needed to talk to them about something. But they weren't listening because they were too busy listening and singing along to the song on the, on the stereo. Would you feel like engaging in meaningful conversation at that point? I asked that question because I'm going to tell you, God, if I had to take a guess, I don't think God would want to try to engage in a meaningful conversation with us either. And here's the thing. He deserves so much more from us than anyone else. If you want to hear from God, you have to invite him in. I keep saying this day in and day out. You have to invite him in. You got to invite Christ into your heart. And to do that, you have to stop the noise and impose periods of silence in your life. Now, I realize that is not easy to do for some, especially if you're single or if you're living alone. I know that because I used to travel on the road a lot and I was by myself. And yes, nights get very scary and lonely when you feel like you don't have anybody else. Silence is the worst thing at that point. I know. I know it's not easy. Particularly because I really enjoy listening to other podcasts, to be quite honest with you. And when you're upset and worried, or silence can be an opportunity for runaway thoughts to cause havoc in your mind. I know this. It sucks. And when you're feeling lonely, silence only seems to intensify the misery. At least that's always been, you know, my experience, especially when I'm trying to fall asleep at night. Now, even if you do turn off all your electronics so that you can listen to God, you may think he only spoke to humans during biblical times. But see, the thing is, is that contradicts the very concept of prayer. And I can honestly testify with my own experiences and what have I you know what I have gone through myself that I have had prayers answered by God in various forms. You just have to know where to look and what to listen to. But see, how would we do how would we be able to know what to look for and what to listen for if we don't silence the noise and eliminate the distractions out of our life? But Jason, what do you mean distractions? I thought we were talking about noise. Well, not listen, noise, distractions are kind of one and the same. Distractions, heavy alcohol, drinking, going out night clubbing, um, being involved with so many different things that are really irrelevant. I mean, there's so many different things that can form, that can pose as major distractions. Constantly busying yourself with three different jobs. Well, but Jason, I need to make money. I, I get that. I was there too once. But see, here's the thing. With God, all things are possible. And with God in prayer to God, 
I mean, I'm chalking true prayer. I'm not just saying just like a once-up thing, like really starting a dialogue with Father in heaven and ask, Father, I can't do these three jobs. I'm exhausted. I haven't had a day off in four months. I'm tired. Yeah, I know what that's like because I've held three jobs at one time where I did not have time off, literally for four months. Now, granted, I was in my younger years, my you know, 19 going on 20, right around there, 18, 19, 20. I had a lot more energy then, so I was able to do that, no problem, and not feel like I was losing sleep, but it was tiresome. But when you're living on your own with your own bills at 19, you know what? You find a way to make it work, and I did. But this isn't about me. This is about tapping into the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus Christ. Now, these His hardline discussions aren't meant to be religious in, in topic. But in this case, this is a very important thing to, to, you know, to discuss. Because we can't fulfill our roles in our lives and accept the calling of God when we're so busy with life and our careers that we might hate and we weren't really, we don't have a passion for, or we're too busy distracting ourselves with extracurricular activities with the kids and signing them up for three, four different events just because, you know, we just don't want to sit at home uh, in silence because it's just awkward because, you know, things have been tense between, you know, you and the spouse. Or, Whatever. Fill in the blank in your own situation. There's so many different situations, I can't even think of them all. But sadly, we seem to be living in a world where God is being pushed out of the public square on a daily basis. Not by our own people in America, but by the, the very government, the de facto government that is the corporation that's in D.C. It's all done by them. Why? Because they're a bunch of Luciferian little devil Satan worshipers. They're demons in D.C. That's what I'm going to call them. They're demons in D.C. And when people do pray, it seems to be a list of gimmies and wish lists. You know, people only seem to pray when life gets rough. And though that seems to be an appropriate time to pray, and when prayer is really necessary, when life gets rough, trust me, I do too. Everybody prays when, you know, maybe not everybody. I mean, you know, probably not an atheist, but you know what? Who's to say that one day they wouldn't when they're sitting on their deathbed and they're like, man, I really, if there's some, something else, I need to say it right now. Because when you're getting close to your dying last breath, like you saw in that movie, you know, God's not dead with that one atheist uh, college teacher where he got hit by the car and the pastor comes up to him, you know, tells him. You know, do you believe in God? And he said, no, I'm an atheist, basically. And I'm paraphrasing here. And he says, you know, do you accept him? Do you do you want to go to heaven? You know, and, and, and so basically he just got converted right then and there. I mean, anything's possible with God. But see, let's not get it to that. Let's, let's hear from God. Let's invite him in. And like I said, people only seem to pray when life gets rough. But we can't just pray when we want something or when life gets us down. We have to always have an open dialogue with God during good and bad times. 
we have to remember to be thankful to God for all that he has given us. This is one of the biggest reasons why I have a gratitude a gratitude journal that I write in every single morning. I always try to keep that dialogue open. Some days I don't say much, but at least the dialogue is open. And I always try to pray throughout my day. I have conversations with them. I ask them questions. Think about it. What if you had a friend that all they did was come to you when they needed something, but never come to you just to see how you're doing? What kind of friend would that be? Would that be a friend you'd want to keep around? Do you think that would be a fruitful friendship? You know, these are the things that we need to keep in the forefront of our mind because when we treat God like a genie or a credit card or some divine power of convenience or or an instant miracle worker, God may very well possibly just step away until we learn to have a true relationship with him and invite Jesus Christ into our hearts. Because who wants to have a relationship like that where it's one-sided? Listen, my wife has had friends like that. I've had friends like that. Friends of convenience, right? You're always there for them to hear their woes and to, you know, take their burden on your shoulders while they cry on your shoulders, right? And you're just, you're, you're always that friend. You're always giving your time. You're always lending your ear. You're always the person, the man or woman that is always there for them, right? But the very minute you need them. And you need a shoulder to cry on, or you need a favor to ask, or you need somebody to bounce off certain ideas or fill in the blank. They're not there. They're not there. I know it sounds like I'm going on a tangent here, but I'm trying to make a point. My point is, We can't have a true dialogue with Father in Heaven and Jesus Christ if we don't start trimming the fat out of our lives. And with all this nonsense that's going on with Disney, and I just recently read they've lost billions of dollars because of their nonsense grooming crap and their, you know, changing their benefits around so, you know, employees, children can go through, you know, transitional, you know, uh, genetic transition. I, I don't even want to, I don't even know what the damn official terminology is, but here's the thing. That company, that company's going to hell quick. And I hope it goes down. I hope it bankrupts. It's been an evil company from day one. But Jason, how can you say that? Just trust me. It has been. People keep saying, oh, Walt Disney would never let this happen. He would roll in his grave if he saw what was going on. Really? Would he? Listen, the man died in 1966 when the movie Pinocchio came out. This is probably a little sidebar here for a moment. But when the movie Pinocchio came out, that was 1940. He lived around this earth 26 years after that movie. Well, what's that got to do with anything? This whole pedophilia thing and the whole sexualization of children has been 
in these movies subliminally and sometimes in, in your face throughout the decades since its existence. And Pinocchio, if you think about it, the puppet guy who makes the marionettes, right? Think about his name, Geppetto. Geppetto. Petto? Hmm. It's kind of interesting. Geppetto, the Petto. And he makes a marionette and he makes a wish that his little marionette would become a real boy. Why? You're an old man. You're an old grandpa. Why do you want to have a real boy? Oh, but he just wants a son. Really? At his old age? Ah, uh, sorry. But if I'm his age, uh, the last thing I'm wanting is a little eight, nine-year-old rolling around uh, that I can't keep up with. I mean, I'm just being honest. Grandkids are a different story because you could just send them home with their parents. But to raise one when you're that age, that's tough. And again, to continue down the sidebar real quick for a minute, and then we'll get back on track, I promise. You get further into that movie. And then you got all the boys that go to Pleasure Island. Well, who else owned an island? Pleasure Island's where all the boys go, and you never come back a real boy. And what happens to those little boys in that movie? They're they're drinking, they're smoking, they're having a merry, jolly old time, right? And then what happens? They all turn into donkeys. There's a lot of weird sick symbolism in these movies. And Pinocchio, now that my eyes have been opened, I can't watch that movie. That movie's sick. Just like Fantasia, Fantasia's an effed up movie too. Alice in Wonderland, another one. So don't sit there and tell me that, oh, Walt Disney would never allow this. Bullcrap. He's probably just another sick one of them. So again, what am I saying? Cut out Disney Plus. Cut out Netflix. That's all distraction and noise. It's all garbage that's for your brain. Cut it out. Listen, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts. I cut a lot of that out. I also cut out social media. I don't do Facebook. Sure, I have a gab. I'm hardly ever on it. Why? I don't know. Just because I don't care about social media anymore. Yeah, I'm on Telegram, but am I active on it? Eh, when I post my, you know, I post my uh, podcast on there and different, you know, scriptures and things that are Jesus Christ related. But I don't have a whole lot of subscribers and quite frankly, don't care if I get a million or if I stay at the 19 that's on there right now or 18, whatever it is. My point is I'm not active really heavily on any social media. Why? Because it's just another distraction. It's another noise mechanism to shield me from communicating and having that open dialogue with God. I don't listen to the radio anymore. I don't listen to the news. I don't, I, I don't, we don't own cable. We don't have a cable subscription. I roll around in my truck lately, this last week. I've been rolling around in my truck literally in silence. I don't even listen to really talk radio. Every once in a while, I'll tap into the Glenn Beck program for maybe a few minutes, and then I turn it right back off. Why? Because I'm starting to realize the peace that there really, that that truly exists when you don't have all that nonsense in your in your in your ear in your brain. Because here's the thing: that's all it is is noise. All it is is there to stir you up. I am about making 
and achieving results. I'm about problem solving. And I'm not going to problem solve when I'm constantly feeding my brain with all this other junk. I know what to, what's to be true here. First and foremost, that's God's word in the Bible. Second, what's happening in the assemblies. And I am going to continue to talk more about the assemblies here in coming episodes. I've been taking a break from that because I've been doing some reading and some more research and learning. And I got some awesome episodes coming forward here that I want to eventually do. But I felt like it was very important because I did not want to stray away from the sole purpose of why I started His Hard Line, and that was primarily and predominantly for God and Jesus Christ. If we're going to have Christ in our heart, and if we're going to have any type of discernment and be able to listen to God and the Holy Spirit, we have to trim the fat. I'm telling you guys, if you want to see results in this world, you have to make some dramatic changes in your own life. No, it's not easy. And listen, I, it's pretty challenging to invite Christ into our hearts when we're constantly being distracted and occupied by the things of this world. It's easy to do because we are surrounded by an integrated network and an internet of things everywhere. You're, for crying out loud, our refrigerators and toasters and freaking light bulbs are attached to the internet. Everything is connected to one another. And that, I believe, is a big part of the problem. And aside from the actual noise we can that we can actually hear with our ears, let's not forget about the, the, the noises we can't hear, which are the high the, the you know the, the frequencies that are in the airwaves from cell phone towers, radio towers, microwaves. These frequencies are considered noise, but it's unheard by the human ear. But yeah, you better believe it can cause disruptions and cause blockages in order to hear from God. If it seems like when you pray and you hear nothing from God, I would start by turning some of the things off that you often have on and crack open a Bible and sit in silence. Read the scriptures. Maybe start with the book of John or the book of um, Psalms or Proverbs, but definitely start with the book of John. All the answers you need are in that book. Ladies and gentlemen, I struggled before getting on air here to find the words of what I wanted to discuss here with regards to noise preventing us from hearing God. And I prayed to God in silence, and I asked him, Father, I have no idea what I'm going to say. Yeah, I have a couple notes here, but I have no idea what I'm going to say. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know what you want me to convey to the people out there, your people, not mine, your people. Because like I said, 
I am just the technical guy. I am the co-host. I am not the host of this show. God and Jesus Christ are, not me. This is their show. And it will grow in accordance to how they see fit. I don't know where this podcast can go. For all I know, it can go right into the ground in a year and people just drop off and they say, yeah, this show sucks. Hopefully not, but I don't know what the future looks like. But what I do know is I feel called to be here right now behind this mic on this platform for you all on behalf of God and Jesus Christ. But what I'm saying to you, yes, I know I said podcast can be another form of noise. You just have to be very careful of how much of it you listen to or what you listen to. I'm not going to sit here and say all of them are junk except mine. No, I'm not going to say that. But what I am going to sit here and say to you all is there are good podcasts out there that really speak truth, that don't try to stir fear, that truly have your best interest at heart to help you prepare for the potential chaos we might or might not see. I don't know. But we're not going to focus on what could be coming around the bend. What we need to focus on is ourselves trimming the fat i.e. noises and distractions, social media, pure flix, or Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, cable, constantly emailing, work-related emails at home. There's a time and a place for th- everything. I'm not saying that you have to cut everything out, but you need to start trimming fat. What can you do without? What is causing you to have that relationship with God? I mean, really look at yourself in the mirror and ask that question. Go to it in prayer, in silence, just like that movie War Room, where the lady goes into her closet. She's in there in silence. In the innermost room of that entirely large mansion of a house, she is in her closet. Why? Because there is... That's probably the one place in that house where she can get the most quiet from the outside world. No cell phone noises, email chirps and beeps, no dogs barking, no kids coming at you, no TV, nothing. It's just you and the empty space in that room and your Bible. It's crazy to look at the time right now, approaching almost 40 minutes, and like I said, I had no idea what I was going to say, honestly. And I just asked God, please lead me, because I don't know what you want me to say, because the notes that I have here, I feel like we're deficient. But I think, I think he led the Holy Spirit to speak through me and to talk to you guys. 
start eliminating things. You don't, especially you people out there that are in your upper 30s, borderline 40. I mean, look, I'm 35, going to be 36. I remember a time where there was no social media when I was in high school. Yeah, there was MySpace, but, you know, what the heck's up with that? You know, it's I don't even know if it still exists, but, you know, we didn't have smartphones. We didn't have, you know, I think YouTube was just becoming a thing when I was in high school. Like, yeah, we had TV, but, I mean, we had a different kind of distraction. We have more distractions and more noise more now than we ever did before. Why? Because they don't want us having Christ in our heart. Because like I said, they don't fear you by yourself. They fear you when you have Christ in you. And the sooner you realize that reality, that actual fact, that truth, that when you have Christ invited into your heart, you have no idea what that does. Truly, I'm telling you the truth. You have no idea what that does. So what I want you to do is get out a notebook. Write down everything that you participate in on a daily basis. Whether it's Facebook, streaming videos on TikTok or YouTube, always putting out posts on Instagram, following influencers, listening to podcasts about doom and gloom about what's happening with Russia and Ukraine and getting your worries all up in a freaking bunch. Or if you're tuning into ABC, Fox, NBC, or CNN on TV, or just watching the real housewives of God knows what. Or you're sending emails, work-related emails, um, you know, at home when you should be, you know, enjoying time with your family. Write a list of all these things that that really create noise and distractions in your life. Write them down and start with the least important ones on what you can do without, whether if it's listening to the radio while you're going to work or social media. Listen, when I've when I eliminated Facebook, oh my god. Gosh, was that freeing? Boy, was that freeing for two reasons. One, I didn't always feel like I had to post something on there to hopefully people would like it and be like, oh, I wonder how many likes I got on this post. I don't care anymore. I used to. Not anymore. And the second thing is I got so sick and tired of seeing other people post stuff and trying to be pretentious and that their life is way better than it actually is. Look, I know the truth. All right. I live that pretentious life too. People always highlight the positives or embellish the whatever good is in their life on like a scale 10 times greater than what it actually is, just so people can be envious and jealous of them. Social media really is a social destroyer, to be quite honest with you. It really is. People need to get back to the old school ways of doing things, of writing a letter and putting photos in them and share them amongst each other using this thing called the mail. 
not just sending emails and going on social media to post a few photos that you just took with your smart smartphone, <coughs> dumb phone, mark of the beast that you willingly put in your pocket everywhere. Yes, I got one too. Yeah, it's not a chip in our finger, but uh, or in our hand, but boy, that thing is sure at the palms of everybody's hands most of the time. Think about it. I guess that's it. I have nothing else for you guys. Um, find silence. There's a reason why it says in the Bible, be still and know that I am God. Be still. And being still means no technology, no distractions, no noise. Be still. There's a reason why when people go on retreats for church, they don't have their cell phones, or at least they're off. There's a reason for that. God really talks to you when you're quiet, especially when you're out in nature. But we can't hear from God and the Holy Spirit when we have all of these noises and all of these distractions around us 24-7. We can't. We can't hear God. So turn it off, including this podcast. Turn it off and go sit in silence for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and just sit with yourself. Just sit. I was going to play the outro music. But what we're going to do is I'm going to click my microphone off and we're going to sit for the remaining four minutes till we hit the 50-minute mark. Just sit for four minutes in silence. Have a good night and be blessed. <laughs>